Hello, and welcome to, I believe it's the eighth episode of Gaming with something Soul. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, seeking Soul through the lens of pop culture and gaming. I may have swapped the end of that round. I don't care. Moving on. Close <laughs> enough. Hello. My name is Jamie. And hi, I'm Karen. People are going to be like, he'll someday get it right, or he'll never get it right. <laughs> Ever. Just end up being a running gag that you won't get it right on purpose from here on in, just ah. because people expect it of you. Fair, I guess, but <laughs> I would do that on purpose. I might do that on purpose, <laughs> not on purpose. I leave the dolphins alone. Why? They don't leave people alone. <laughs> oh, well, no, 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 I won't go into that. That was no, a terrible, no. terrible running gag. Um, it was a guilt. It was an old guild gag. It was terrible. Oh dear me. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, that's right. Happens in the cave, Jason. <laughs> Guess what happens in guild chat stays in guild chat. Yeah. Uh, today, today we are discussing Shadow Sovereign. See, we said we'd come back to it, and we came back to it. Uh, well, it, it it seems seems a good place to come because we kind of well, our big red bearded friend, um, he took us through. Well, you know, we went through hero, we went through warrior, we went through sovereign, and at the end of end game, he actually goes into shadow sovereign. Yep, and it seems a perfect time to to come back round to to Shadow Sovereign now, and he seems okay with that, so we can stop talking about him. Fair enough. For now. <laughs> we're talking about Thor, if you hadn't figured yeah. it out, and you hadn't listened to last week's episode. Yes, we had a big, long discussion about Thor, um, his place in the modern world, how much he has a sense of humour about um, the way Marvel portrays him and the fact that he actually loves the fact that they've made him a superhero because what better for a god of heroes yeah. to have been made a superhero in the modern age? Of course he loves it. And, yes, the yeah. divine have much more of a sense of humour and they don't take it themselves halfway as seriously as we do. Yeah. So he, he was all for that, which is often why Thor was depicted naked because he was very, very proud. And again, the whole they were trying to make a fun of, of Thor's physique at the end of Endgame where he kind of had let himself go. Yeah. That was actually kind of typical of, of Viking physique. You know, it was actually the sign of affluent Viking, a strong upper body and a belly because it meant yeah. they were rich enough to eat. Yeah. That they were abundant, yeah. that they had food, that they had animals, that they had harvests, that they could eat well enough to actually be bellied was seen well, as a positive thing. In tell you what, days. I look like a rich I look like a rich Norseman then. <laughs> <laughs> what well, was it was the thing back in the day that you know the, the Greek goddesses were, were round and rolly. Oh, don't yep. don't get me started on on the fashion industry. I started I studied fashion for a little bit. Very very quick thing. Just you probably end up deleting this. But the reason size zero fashions are what models wear is simply to save the designers money. 
oh, the smaller the garments they have to make, the less fabric, the less time, the less work. It is all about money. And this oh. is from the inside of the fashion industry. And why I didn't pursue fashion as a career? Because That's crazy. Yeah, it, it was all about, it all ended up being about money. Because back oh, in the, you know, female physique, they, they, the motherly, you know, you wanted hips mm-hmm. and rolls and curves and things like that. But, yeah, yep. when designers wanted to make these big, fancy, expensive dresses, of course it's, it's cheaper to make one in size zero than it is to make one in a 16. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, I, it, it's, a, it's a disgusting peeve of mine. That yeah, it was purely driven by the dollar. That that whole waif image, it was driven by the dollar. It's yeah, drives me Most nuts. things are, especially in our current. You know. uh, it's true, mind you. This started. It started back in the past. I think it started post-war, where garments. I mean, garment dress sizes shrunk. I mean, the skirt hems came up quite a bit in those days, um, and that was simply because fabric was hard because of the wars. But then the sizes yeah. shrunk again. Just it was all to save people money. But that's a that's my girly rant. It has nothing to do with sovereign. But yes, it, it was to do with a little bit about how Thor was portrayed as being, yep. you know, it was supposed to be this big joke that he was all all fat and rolly, whereas that actually is pretty standard, you know, healthy Norseman, very yep. healthy Norseman. He had the muscles. He had the upper body strength. He had the rip. Yep. But he had the belly. They also said, six feet sorry? tall. And they also averaged at six feet tall and were quite healthy. And that was because they ate well. Yep. Yep. Meat in particular. Meat in mm. particular. It was a protein-rich diet because, of course, the cold environments weren't great for harvesting and, and crops. But, of course, hunting, you could fish, you could, you know, there was, there was meat. Yep. So it was yep. a high protein diet that made them big and strong and, and the dense muscle mass. And it also allowed them to survive the harsh weather because, of course, you wanted extra meat in those cold environments because it stopped you from freezing to death. Yep. And things like they actually took time to learn about human anatomy to be able to heal certain ailments. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun little facts I learned once uh, things like they learned field dressing. Because when one of them would fall in battle, you know, they could pull them back and like splint a leg or whatever. Because on top of it, it is a very cold environment and people, you know, people don't survive long out there. So they very much valued life a lot more than, let's say, the English and other people they were warring with at the time. You would find, though, it has a lot to do, though, with the worth of the person. And that was a big thing in those days. Some people were cheap yeah. and some were not. And, and it, it, it's a horrid way of thinking things, but that was just life. I mean, yeah. peasants and, and, you know, those working the, the farms, not so much slaves, but, um, you know, just just the commoners working the fields. They, those lives were very, very cheap, but you had a, a, a general or a soldier or a warrior of some note at yeah. great lengths to preserve yeah. those lives. And it was more, not so much a, you know, this life is worth more than that. It was this life has proven its worth by yes. doing. Now, of course, opportunity to do that thing is a different story again. But this person had done yeah. these deeds and had, had 
proven the worth that it was worth keeping them alive. Whereas this yeah. one is just like, oh, well, there's another dozen like them. Correct. And it's horrid, but that was that was life. And again, why people complain about life today? It's like, no, no, actually, we're 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 a lot better than we used to be. Yeah, still got a long way to go, but we are we are getting better. But yeah, at the end of Endgame, Thor went from well, he he, he had slipped into Shadow Sovereign. Yeah. And right at the end where he abdicates and gives over his throne, his rights to rule a ship to um, Valkyrie, is actually one of the embodiments of the weakling sovereign, which is the, the passive aspect of the shadow sovereign, which is weakling, yeah. one who gives away power. They don't want the power. They don't want the responsibility. Now, of course, Thor did that so he could step back into hero, which is his preferred archetype, which is why he is happy to hand power back once yeah. he has filled, once he's done the duty and once he's filled the role, he is happy to hand that back. But this also shows how, how the shadow, you, we can embody the divine and the shadow at the same time. We yeah. can embody the passive and the aggressive aspects of shadow at the same time. We can, and, and that's just it, we, we all embody it all. It's just to what degree is dominant in that present moment. And this is what we are trying to bring awareness to because the more aware we are of this stuff and non-judgmentally aware as if to say, oh, look, I'm doing this thing. If I can catch that, if I can catch myself when I do that, I can actually make some significant changes in my life, which yep. ultimately lead us to, to being happier, living happier, living more wholly, being more in our own truth, finding what gives us joy and healing, which is at the end of the day what we're after. Yep. But, okay, one thing we didn't talk, talk on, though, when we talked about Sovereign, we didn't talk about immature Sovereign. Like we did with um, Hero and Warrior. Hero is immature Warrior. Now, Sovereign, which, of course, was King-Queen. We're yep. not using King-Queen because to use those terms ends up putting the feminine at a disadvantage. So we will just use sovereign, masculine, feminine as the full embodiment of. Full embodiment of immature sovereign is something that is referred to as the divine child. Okay. Now, divine, divine child, I mean, when, when we think of divine child in mythology, obviously um, we come up with things like Jesus, uh, the baby Horus, who was, um, you know, conceived by Isis after she reassembled um, Osiris with Set tore him to pieces, um, the baby Buddha, the baby Moses, these, these, these children. Now, if anyone has ever met one of these kids that has come into this world with an old soul, you know, you, you've held a baby or you've, you've been in the presence of a child and there is just, it's like, what is with this kid? There is just something old about them, wise about them, special about them. Now I'm going to embarrass my eldest a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, Xander. My <laughs> eldest, when he was born, um, he came into this world, he didn't make a peep, no, no cries, no whimpers, no nothing. He came into this world with a frown on his face 
this ancient <laughs> old, he looked like a little old man with this grumpy ass look on his face, like, I have to do this shit again. God damn it. <laughs> and he did. He looked at everybody with this frown. It's like, oh shit. Oh, humanity. <laughs> oh, here we go again. And through him, I mean, he's the most amazing young man. He's 14 now. Um, he has willpower like I have never come across. He has wisdom. He has depth. He does. He's very much me and his father. He goes off with the fairies quite a bit. He gets lost in his own thoughts. But he also has that divine leadership aspect, which in children rises as bossy boots. Yeah. You know, leadership Actually. potential in children rises as bossy britches. Sorry? Mm -hmm. uh, Haley kind of does that too a little. The bossy, the bossiness. The bossy britches, yeah. The bossy brutes comes out in children that have sovereign as one of their main archetypes. And it is a hard thing as a parent to know how to encourage that leadership potential but get them to keep the bossy britches under control because a lot of the time the bossy britches comes from that I'm trying to keep people safe and want to keep everyone under you know doing what they're supposed to be doing but of course when it comes from a kid it comes off as, as a little pretentious um, arrogant unwanted in a lot of ways and they're their meaning or, or the motivation behind it gets lost. So it is a hard thing to nurture in children without them either staying in that bossiness, but also to um, to not to not dim that light. Yeah, because this this could be a future world leader in this child that that we need to nurture and encourage that aspect of them. So it ends up being up to us to teach them healthy ways to exert that leadership without them coming off as bossy. Yeah. But it is still that, that divine aspect. We also see that divine element in those children, that those moments in a child where they're just free. You know, you see this freedom in some kids where they're just, you know, absolute not a care in the world. Now it's, there's a means and things going around that, um, people say, do you remember this girl? You know, she used to live inside you. And I'm looking at her going, no, I don't remember her. I don't think I've ever had that. But divine child is the pure essence of, of childlike innocence within ourselves. That is another element, especially when you're working with the Jungian psychology and shadow work. Divine child is inner child is that pure aspect of inner child within us all that has curiosity about everything. But yeah. anything that happens in their life, it's like, okay, this happened. Why? Isn't that interesting? It brings out that curiosity. It's like some terrible thing can happen and it's like, wow, that's a really interesting thing that happened at that time. And it keeps that ability to just express it as another stage of the adventure. And it's like in D&D, &D, it's just like this is a side quest that's just popped up. Wow, what's this? Yeah, that, that looks like shit. Why did that <laughs> happen? And it, it gives us that healthy attitude about it. And it's not about disconnecting from it, but having a level of perspective as the, okay, this shit has happened. It's not because of this or this or this. It's just this thing. How do we deal with that? And just having this curiosity.
But having a purely embodied divine child also is what allows us to experience joy, real, real joy, real happiness, that let go of everything else and just truly live and exist in this moment because it's not about happy life. There's no such thing as a happy life, not real, not no life will be pure happiness. It doesn't exist. You know, if, if it does, then there's something wrong upstairs because life doesn't yeah. work that way. There's but a, it's about being able, sorry? There's a, a YouTube youtuber i watch who's always happy and uh somebody who's pointed that out to him once they're like oh you're always so positive and so happy and he goes yeah i'm fairly certain it's a chemical imbalance in my brain like <laughs> just straight laced dead serious one of the things he says mm-hmm. like and i like and it's not one of those he's making a joke i legitimately think that he he believes that and is probably right well, look, some people are blessed enough to just have that wiring to be able to go, oh, well, and mm. just shrug it off and, and get on with it. And let's face it, that's an awesome bloody place to live from. We, sh- yeah. we should all be so bloody lucky to be able to be hit like a freight train by something in our life and just go, wow, that was a thing that happened. Okay, how do I deal with it? All right, yeah, just another thing and get on with it. Yeah. Some people don't, you know, some people are able to live from that place because life is just kind of smooth and doesn't have the ups and downs. But generally, even you can be a happy person and still have those shit moments. You can mm. live a life that is, is, is great most of the time, but, of course, you're going to have those moments where not everything is going according to plan or this bad thing has happened or that bad thing has happened. And it's, it's a moment. It's not life. Yeah. And that's, that's the same with joy. It's like these are moments. And when we have these moments where there is just joy to be had, we have to get out of our own fucking way. We have to get out of our own minds. We have to get out of our own heads and actually allow ourselves to live in this moment, uh, you know, rather than living in our heads in another moment and not existing yeah. in this one. And that's what Divine Child teaches us, that ability to say, you know what, I'm here for now. I'm here for this. You know, everything else, it'll be there after. It'll be there when I'm done with this. I'll deal with it then. Right now, I'm here for this and I'm going to live this and I'm going to experience this and I'm going to milk it for everything. That divine child is, is absolute beauty from it. Now, in adults, we can also always, as, as with hero, we can also embody those aspects. And in divine child... Divine child and adult still comes up as a needy adult. Yeah. There's because the immature is there, there is an element of neediness, just like Hero. Hero had the neediness for either recognition or the kudos or some sort of reward for his action. Divine child wants the attention. That's that's what divine child wants, the, to be the focus of attention. But divine child does it in such a way that when you give them their your attention, you get something from it. And usually, when interacting with these divine children, they they they're inspirational. You know, they inspire yeah. you, they uplift you, they make you feel better just being around them when they are young. 
And in an adult form, divine child is the needy friend who always makes you feel awesome. Yeah. You do something or, or help them in some way and they make you feel better about you. That's, that's that divine child aspect that can come through. There's the neediness, but in order for you, when you respond to that need, you will get something from it. It's, it's not a one way. It's a give take. It's beautifully in balance. Now, the shadow of divine child and the shadow of um, sovereign, they're almost identical. There's just slight, slight rewordings on them. And in virtually every aspect of st real stories and games and things like that, we usually have a villain who is a shadow of one of these. And okay. the shadow generally ends up in, well, in, we'll just go mature to start with. The shadow sovereign, we have tyrant and what is known as weakling. Yeah, there's a few few other different names to it, but generally, let's just say weakling, it's yep. tyrant and weakling. For the shadow forms of the divine child, we have what is called high chair tyrant, um, and in the masculine, it's called um, the weakling prince. Um, we could we could go weakling prince, broken princess, but I think broken princess is a slightly different element that has aspects of the same. So instead, I'm going to, instead of saying the weakling prince, let us use a, um, a tarot terminology and go the weakling page. Yeah. The, pa I, the page is gender neutral. No, without, without knowing enough, I would guess broken princess is probably closer to lover, like a shadow lover. Uh, to a degree. And I think broken princess is actually probably one of those archetypes that sits in between both. Yeah. Um, the you know the 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 victim of of wounded lover or or, or um, passive lover, but also because princess has the demand of sovereign, has the demand That's of fair. the the neediness of because their princess implies of a line of leadership. Yeah. So there's there is the leadership aspects is there in is in there it's either the power or or the um, you know the 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 need to dominate over other comes through in the princess form, but that lover plays the the victim, you know, come rescue me kind of an aspect to yeah. a degree. So it's one of those blended. But I think, yeah, if we just go with, um, we go with the weakling page as a gender neutral because, again, we're, we're talk, kind of talking gender neutrals. You know what? I would love to start a movement. So let's find new terms for masculine and feminine. Yeah, you know, I think we, we, we need to start some kind of revolution. What can we call them instead, these energies? What can we call them instead? Because I think it would stop so many problems if we can actually say, okay, this energetic is this and this energetic is this. It has nothing to do with male, female. These are these separate energetics. Now, every male and female and, what it, and, and those who, who are undefined are a blend of these two things, but they're not male and female. But anyway... Based upon uh, what I've what I've heard from you, from what is the difference between the male and the female archetype? I would assume the female, the the feminine, not female. I shouldn't use the terms yes. male and female. Either way, <laughs> uh, the the feminine would probably uh, a decent replacement term would be emotional. The emotional from the emotional energy from the emotional energy. I don't know. Again. Male would probably be logical. And I mean, when you look into um, yeah, the masculine. If you if you look into the Hin Hinduism and their their look at Shakti and Shiva, 
as Shakti is the feminine and Shiva is is the masculine. Basically, um, the masculine is seen as transcendent and yeah. the feminine is considered as embodiment. And that is, yes, that is the feeling versus the thought of mind, of body. Yeah. So, yes, it, it is very much. But, again, there's there's nuances where emotional and logic don't quite work either. It's, it's, that, that's, that's fair. Again, this yeah, is just from they, my... They, they, yeah, you know. it, it works to a degree, just like the masculine and feminine works to a degree. Yeah. That's why they kind of need their own terms. But from, a, a again, a, a psychological perspective and from psychology, these are the terms. So not just psychology, but anthropology as well. These are the terms that are generally used. Yeah. But, um, I mean, let, let's go. We'll, we'll, we'll go with weakling to start with. Um, the weakling in sovereign. Now, whether this is, I mean, divine child, the weakling manifests more as the the the, the little whimpery. You know, they they want everything, and and there's not a lot of presence to them, but they whine and they complain. Um, they don't fight. They don't throw tantrums. Um, however, silent treatment, shutting down, you know, they want everyone to make every decision for them but then hate everybody for doing it. Yeah. This is, this is, sorry? They want, and they, but they're not willing to, to work for it. So much are not willing to work for it. The idea with weakling is it's tyrants and weakling are the opposite shadows because when you are standing in sovereign, the thing that you are standing in is your full aligned power. Sovereign is about that aligned power and it is heart-led power. It is about emotional-led, soul-led, heart-led, whereas tyrant is about taking power, taking from other, whereas weakling is about giving it away and that's the that that's oversimplifying, but when we want to break it down to its simplest forms, that's what it is. Weakling gives their power away so they don't have to take responsibility. Uh, if it's yeah. some if someone else's decision, then if it goes wrong, it's not my fault. If my life sucks, yeah. it's not my fault. It, if someone yeah. else is in control and making my decisions, it's not my fault. It's their fault. It's all their fault. Yeah. And it puts them in this permanent victim mentality. Yeah. Yeah, I know um, several people like that. Don't we all? I mean, hell, I, I can I can be honest and say I've been there. Oh, yeah. You know, there there have been, been times in my, in my life where I've I've wanted to give my power away so someone else can make the decision. Yeah. I mean, I can even own times in my youth where I wanted someone else. So when it did go to shit, I could have blamed them. Yeah. It, it's taken me a long time to get to a point where I can own that. Yeah. But I, I can now. I even do that nowadays at work every now and then I will go out of my way to ask my boss, Hey, you know, this is a thing. We probably shouldn't be doing this thing, but if you say I had to do this thing, if it goes wrong, it's your fault, not mine. <laughs> and that's, that's owning that aspect of it. So there's, there's nothing yeah. wrong with, especially when you can come at it saying I'm owning this, but if yeah. I, I can use this as a tool to my benefit, that, that's the difference. I mean, in, in a way you weren't really giving your power away. You, yeah. you kind of were, but you weren't really. So it's it's there's that fine line. That that's probably how to do it healthy. Yeah. And again, we're talking about this stuff in a sense that there's no judgment. We're not saying, oh, if you do this, you are a horrible person. No, you're not. You're just human. 
if you've got these shadow behaviours inside yourself, this is not something to hate yourself for. This is something to say, oh, shit, yeah, maybe I am doing that. Maybe this is causing some problems for me. Okay, I I can fix this. Now I know this is an issue. Now I've, I've shone a light on it and said, okay, this is something that I need to do something about because it is causing me problems. Yeah. Then the more whole and the more healthy you are. So we are not pointing our pointing fingers and say this is bad. Like I said, I, I can identify a lot of it. I'm going through doing this research on all these different archetypes. I'm going, yep, I can identify with that. Yep, I can identify with that. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. And that is the true ability to heal is to be able to own it. And the more you can say, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I can. I have done that. I do do that. Why? And then unravel as to why. Seek help if you need to. Unravel as to why. And that's when you can start healing. Yeah. It, it's messy and it's ugly, but it's worth it. But the very first step to all of it is just owning it. Owning it. Because mm-hmm. the more you own it, the less power it has over you. But, yeah, as a child, the, the weakling... They, they just, yeah, they, 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 they shut down little things. And, again, tyrant and weakling go hand in hand because we actually see this a lot where tyrant, you know, armchair tyrant, high chair tyrant, sorry, can, can go all ego and demanding and blah, 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 and then when everything goes against them and doesn't go their way, they shut down into weakling. Yeah. And will give it all away. And oh. then something else will trigger them and then they will go back into tyrant again. High chair tyrants, one, especially high chair tyrant in an adult embodiment, one of the best ways we can point that out is to look at the behaviour of some celebrities. Yeah. Okay, the, the, the look at me, look at me, tantrum, tantrum. Um, you know, they, they want everything, they demand everything, feel they're entitled to everything and give nothing. Yeah. It is and just, could... they, they are narcissistic. Yeah, even even the in child form, they're narcissistic. Yeah, and people will be like, "Oh, they give great performances and blah blah blah." That doesn't entitle you to everything. To be fair, while an actor does a fair amount of work when they're acting, that doesn't mean they're doing any more work than somebody with a general nine to five. Some do spurts where they're doing their own stunts or running around, and yes, that is a lot of work. But that, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, listen, I'm going to be flat out honest here. I don't care if you are solving world hunger. Nothing gives you the right to act like a high chair tyrant. Yeah, that's fair. And that's, <laughs> you know. I don't care is, who you are. Point. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care how important you are to the, the, the future of humanity. It doesn't give you permission to be a dick. Yeah, that's true. That's a fair point. <laughs> that's, that's just my attitude on it. Um, I mean, yes, the weakling shuts down, the the tyrant opens up, and it's the same for adults. The, the only slight difference is, is whereas the, the weakling child wants, you know, wants everyone to do everything for them, the weakling adult can actively give their power away, yeah. actively. Now, yes, again, this is something I had to own because people pleasers, we do this. Yep. You know, it's the giving the power away. And it's one of those things that actually can build up depression, 
and rage and anxiety and despair and self because you don't own your own needs and constantly yeah. giving to other. And that gives away your power, which ultimately gives away your control, which just builds up frustration and anger and rage and it builds depression and despair and all those horrible yeah. things. So, we're, yes, we, we need yeah. to own. Sorry. I was going to say, and to clarify, it is one thing that builds depression. It is not the only one. Yes, thing. it is not the yeah. only thing. <laughs> That's absolutely, one of those. there are there are yeah. an infinite infinite number of things yeah. that can cause absolutely. But it it is one of those triggers. Yeah, it is one of those things that repressing feelings and emotions and giving away your power. Yeah, will. Yeah, will so, certainly contribute to. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. You were right. Yeah, you were well, right to to bring well, what, to to weave that in. So, so everyone's perfectly clear. One of the reasons I do that is I'm terrified somebody's going to be like, "You said this is the only reason for depression," and it's like, "No, no, we're saying no, it's, have... it, it is a possible cause, not the only cause. No. We're not telling you how to fix depression." And I'm just worried that somebody's going to come at us and be like, "You're trying to tell people how to fix depression," and blah blah blah. And it's like, "No, no, no, no. look, look." CYA, cover your ass. Always cover yeah. your ass. It's always yeah. better to come out and say, and yeah, no, I agree. That if I do say something that makes it sound as though this is one thing, it's no, it's just I'm focused on this topic right now. Yeah. yeah. And this is a sign of my, my masculine transcendent mind just pinpointing on one thing yeah. and kind of sometimes forgetting the fine details, which is why it's good for you to point these out when yeah. I do omit them. So, no, yeah. you're absolutely right in that one. But, um, yeah, the more we repress, the, the more it comes out unhealthily. And this is one of the things that the weakling does is it, they give away the power. And, again, it can go from the, the trying to, to dominate and then snapping into the giving it all away. What's the point? You do it, you do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, when it all goes wrong, they snap and go back into tyrant. Mm-hmm. Again, we've we've had, we've had bosses. We've worked with people like that. Oh, Everyone's there is a very particular member of my family who I will not name, who does not live under this roof, uh, and I have to point that part out. So nobody living under this roof is going to be like, "Is he talking about me?" No, there's a very particular <laughs> person from my my wife's family who is the embodiment of that the shadow tyrant or shadow mm. uh, sovereign from right to left. Everything yeah. is everybody else's problem until it isn't. And then as soon as it is, and then she swaps into tyrant and starts throwing giant temper tantrums. And it's, <laughs> it's, and you probably know exactly who I'm talking about, but yeah, and yeah. I don't want to name names. No, no, one, that's but, fair. But, I mean, it, yeah. that's actually a good example because they are actually called the bipolar shadow. Because yeah. they are. They, these shadows swing from one extreme to the other. And when we slip into shadow, which we all will do at some point, it's we're only human. We're all going to have shit days. We're yeah. all going to have days where things hit us and knock us off our perch and we end up responding from little self rather than from high self. And the point is, of course, just saying, okay, that I had a, I had a, ba- I had a moment and just getting back on top of it again. Tyrant and weakling, tying the two of them back together, that that these are called the bipolar, actually called the bipolar shadows, where it swings from one to the other and you will never experience one. Um, I mean, in in gaming pop culture, though, there's almost always some kind of shadow sovereign 
that is 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 playing a role, whether this be the the evil king or queen, yeah, whether this be the 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 general who who's out for themselves, whether this yep. be the 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 wicked stepmother, the evil stepfather, or, you know mm-hmm. the 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 That's... abusive parents. Yep. Yeah. And pop culture in general, it happens a lot. Like my, my example I was going to pull in is uh, Galbatorix from Aragon. He was very much a tyrant. Um, And his, his whole thing was, well, I need to control everything because I'm the only one who can. Mm. Well, the tyrant, I mean, the tyrant is where, I mean, sovereign builds, when you stand in your divine sovereign power, the sovereign builds and creates, whereas tyrant tears down and destroys, and yeah. weakling can't can't do either. It's it's this passive shut down, accomplishes nothing state. Yeah. But the other thing is, is there is, and in my research too, the one there is one aspect that kept coming up as a slightly separate, and we will cover it because it is an offshoot. Um, it is an offshoot archetype, but in gaming yeah. and in pop culture, we see it a lot, and it is a feminine, typically a feminine-derived one, whereas we usually assume tyrant as masculine. This particular archetype is usually referred to as the Ice Queen. Yeah. Now, automatically when we hear the, the, the thought Ice Queen, we think female tyrant. That's that's kind of where the mind goes to. But as an archetype, and we will take out Queen and we will go Ice Sovereign because yep. I have seen this in masculines as well. I've seen this in male characters as well, this, this Ice Queen archetype or the, the Ice Sovereign archetype. The Ice Sovereign is hard and cold, yes, but they are born from suffering, whereas... Yeah. Tyrant is born from, it's often breeding. They were brought up thinking they were better and, and deserved and, and entitled to. Ice Queen or an Ice King come because they have had some massive suffering. Um, yep. They've had a heartbreak. They've had betrayal. Their family, their clans, their, their titles, those sorts of things come up. Two good examples of feminine ice queen. I mean, we're we're all pretty pretty familiar with Elsa from yeah. Frozen. She turned into ice queen. Not she was a good example of ice queen. She's not evil. She wasn't doing what she did to be horrible. She was afraid, and her yeah. her shadow sovereign came from fear because she was taught to fear her power, and she thought she was doing all these horrible things. And if she ran away, and she almost killed she, her no, sister. She almost killed her sister again, but she she ran she ran away thinking that that would keep everybody else safe. So that was her ice ice queen. Um, ice yep. the ice sovereign tends to build harsh environments for themselves to protect themselves. They seem cold and detached and, and unemotional, um, but they they're actually it's it's all a mask to cover some big hurt. And yep. on the deeper levels, we can look now at the the retelling of Maleficent. For a really good example of that, Maleficent, she was ice. She was t- typical ice queen too, especially the original way she was presented, tyrant ice queen. But then, of course, they bring out this, the, the, the sort of the what if of Disney. 
showing yeah. this other story that she, it wasn't her, you know, what had she been through? Well, we can understand why she's so hurt. Yeah. And that's that's the the other, we, it's a common villain that we do see. And not so much villain, it's that this person is doing what they are doing because they think it is the right thing to do, that it is the best way to keep everybody else safe because there is a confidence and a determination that runs through the ice sovereign. And that comes from the simple, I will not allow this to happen to anyone else. I will not go through this again. And it comes from the detached shutdown rather than the I want your power it actually comes from a place of self-preservation. And so I thought that was an interesting one to weave in because we do see, the, I mean, especially Ice Queen, the literal Ice Queen, but she is almost presented more as tyrant. And feminine, yeah. feminine shadow sovereign is still tyrant. It still comes through as tyrant. But yeah. the, the Ice Sovereign there is, it comes from this place of wounding where they are cold and emotionally detached and won't let anyone get close to them. Um, this can be physically, emotionally, um, but it's it's all a mask to, to cover hurt. Yep. And they're usually yeah. those bad guys. When you hear their story, it's like, oh, I kind of get it. Which, going back to uh, Elsa being the, the ice tyrant or the ice queen, ice sovereign, Ice Sovereign, yeah, Ice Sovereign. Mm. Uh, it's really Ice funny. Sovereign. It's really funny because she's paraded around as the the person everyone should want to be in that movie now because she is the one. You know, she's blonde and blah blah blah. So she's the one who gained all the popularity. And it's like yeah. the the actual character to emulate that imitate was Anna. That is Anna, and that's why she's my yeah. favorite. That and I I just love Anna because of all the the hilarity. Just quirky. She was quirky. Mm -hmm. But the yep. thing, and there was, I actually remember when it did come out, when Frozen did come out and there was all this merchandise and all this stuff pushing Elsa, 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 Elsa. And it, there was a lot going on about the whole, you know, um, the white superiority because Elsa was blonde and blue-eyed and, you know, this, this perfect Aryan kind of beauty. She had the magic powers. She had all of these things. It's like, yeah, and she was a coward. Yep. She is not the hero of that story in any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. And then along comes her her completely normal, completely mortal, plainer, you know, simpler, quirky, unusual sister who ends up being the hero, yeah. ends up making the sacrifices, ends up standing in. And, and, yes, she does stand in as hero in that movie. Yeah. The, the masculines in that movie held space for her to be hero, which was beautiful. Yeah. Actually allowed for, for Anna to be hero. But the little girls and, and, and we will say merchandising still yeah. geared towards the, the, the fairy tale princess who, was, who wore the pretty dresses and, and had the magic powers. And that's yeah. that. That's, that's where we need to change attitudes because, nah, the, the one you want the girls to be is, is Anna. Oh, yeah. And... That's like, and it, it's frustrating because in my own house, that's kind of the same thing where even Haley, like she liked El, uh, Anna first and she, yeah, I was like, yeah, me and Haley's favorite is Anna, but, but her mom kind of pushed liking Elsa more because they're both blonde and they're both, and I'm just like, no, you're missing the whole point. Um, 
a, a lot of it too, there wasn't the merchandising for her either. Mm. Yeah. And and that's that is where, you know, corporation and, and where, you know, the the those putting out the productions need to take more responsibility. And yes, they're, they're starting to do this good work. We're starting to see the changes that really need to happen. But yeah. it needs to be all the way through. Yeah. And this is one of those little things. You gave them the ability to idolize the broken princess. Because e even as queen, Elsa was broken princess. Yeah. She, she was broken princess. She was shadow sovereign. She's ice queen. All these these broken archetypes rolled into one because she she couldn't deal. Yeah. Now, yes, we, we can look and say, okay, her parents embedded in her this fear, be afraid of yourself, be afraid of your power, be afraid of everything that makes you you. Yeah. And and that unfortunately created Elsa to have the, the runaway that she did. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we, we can't change how we were raised. We can only change how we react. Correct. And that's it's a big thing, and that's ties back into the 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 coward and the weakling is, you know, they they would. My parents raised me to be like that. That's just how I grew up. That's how I blah blah blah. It's it's you know that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, there's a lot of these things that we can we can palm off as just excuses. Yeah. Yes, and and they they might be valid in a lot of ways. Yes, okay, our upbringing in a lot of ways can be shit. You know, yeah. and that, and we, I say this from the place of, I, oh, you know, I, I love my mum, I love my family. And they've dropped the ball with me at times yeah. in my life, but I don't hate them for yeah. that because they are the product of their family, they are the product of their parents, they are product of their programming. Yeah. All we can do is say, okay, I can recognize this broken pattern that is happening in me, and I am going to be the one that changes and that is what the whole awakening is about right now yeah. while we are seeing the big energetic shift we're seeing the big wake up and that yeah. doesn't mean that we all have to go and live in a yurt in the middle <laughs> of the woods i love that word yurt i do I too Just, yes if, if anyone doesn't know what a yurt is look up what a yurt is it's it's yes it's kind of a, a special tent but yeah we there, there is, and there is so much beauty and so much wonder to, to be able to reconnect to nature on those deep levels. But it's not always bloody practical in the modern world. Yeah, it's well, it, like... we don't all have the opportunity to do that. I mean, we don't. We're not all bears living in the woods. Yeah, except me. I am actually a bear living in the woods, <laughs> and I can't even have a <clears throat> ritual fire right now, and I'm sad. <laughs> I live too in fire, the land. Too, too much fiery. Yeah, I live in the land of 10,000 lakes in the middle of a fucking drought. Yeah. Yes, climate change and all that sort of yeah. thing. This is the other part of the awakening. Part of this the awakening, you, mean, you want to know how to be an awakened and aware human being. It simply comes to the making awakened and aware choices. Yep who you support, what you do on a daily basis, culturally, environmentally, mm -hmm. energetically, what you put out into this world. Because I, I will tell you, the more awake you become, the less you will actually be able to do things that go against 
your yeah. awakening. Oh, I know. I, I, I can attest to that. And the other, the other thing about becoming awakened is own it, understanding, catching and owning when you're, you're doing some of these shadow things. Like I've noticed with myself a lot of the time recently, I've been catching myself being like, no, that's, you know, where before I'd be like, this is the problem or whatever. I'm starting to go, wait, no, what is, what is my point in it? What is like, why am I going through this? And um, that, that is the big, the big thing. It's the, the curiosity It's the, okay. And the recognizing the triggers is like the, the big rush where you just want to react. Yeah. It's like something has hit you and, and being triggered feels like being slapped. Yeah. Oh it yeah. It literally feels like an energetic slap. It's like, bang, that hit me hard. And knowing that, inst- being able to pick that feeling goes, okay, that triggered me. Rather than, oh, my God, this person attacked me, blah, 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 I've got to attack them back. It was yeah. like, okay, what they just said triggered me in a big way. Yeah. Why? Yeah, why? it's why? them examining why. <clears throat> yeah, and it's it does take time and it does take practice. And to give yourself permission to drop the ball from time to time, to know yeah. that there will be times where you don't catch it and that's okay. This is all, and this yeah. is where sovereign is so, so important. Sovereign is about owning our power. And owning our power means taking responsibility. Not yeah. from a, it's all my fault, because it's not. It's not, not, we're not looking at fault. We're not looking at blame. We're not looking at a, you need to, to blame yourself for all the shit in your life. No. You know, we're, we're all part, there's always luck. Yeah. You can do everything right in this life and the universe can have different plans for you and throw you a curveball and have you on your ass. That's got nothing yeah. to do with who you are and how hard you worked. And you're, that's sometimes it's just our lessons. Sometimes it's just life. Yeah. Life can suck. Hard. It can suck so bad sometimes. Yeah. Some of that we can claim ownership for and fix and repair to make sure it doesn't happen to us again. Yeah. And others, we will learn how to overcome and adapt. Yeah. That, that's all we can do. It's like we own what we can own and we learn from what we can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had it's, thoughts. It's big. It's big. It's big it stuff. It is. <laughs> and mm. speaking of big stuff, that's actually something I wanted to have a brief discussion at the end of the, nearing the, I'm assuming we're nearing the end of the episode. I, I think, think we've pretty much covered the important aspects. I mean, it was basically when it comes to sovereign. Sovereign is, but we all need to be sovereign in our own life. Yeah. So I just like, we all need to be the hero in our own lives. We all need to be the warrior in our own lives. Yeah. And we need to choose the moments that we, we need to do that. We all need to be the divine child. We yeah. all need to give that child, you know, room to run and, and, and frolic and, and finger paint and, you know, squeal and, and get dizzy and, and, and eat too much sugar and do those, you know, those, those innocent wow. childlike things from time to time. No, not if you're diabetic. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're diabetic, don't eat too much sugar. <laughs> That's just not fun. But, but you get As my, a diabetic. Get my point. <laughs> yeah, it's the same with me. But again, you you get my point where we need to allow room for that that childlike innocence in our mm. lives, room space for that that ability to find you know the the, the wonder in, in in the sunflower. 
yeah. you know, that kind of absolute innocence that, that the, the divine child can bring through. We all need to be our own heroes sometimes. We all need to be warrior at yeah. times. We all need to be sovereign. We all need to be sovereign in our own lives. Yeah. We all need to own our own power. Mm-hmm. I can hear you trying to say something. <laughs> yeah, I was going to hearken back to what I was the point I was trying to make before I was like, we're getting near the end. And you're like, yes. And then dove in. I'm, I'm, fine, I'm just, I'm, I'm re, just, just reiterating. But yeah, yeah, I think, I think we've covered everything. But because um, it's all just shadow and, oh, sorry, um, yep. weakling and, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, what I'm thinking going forward, and if you're, if you're agreeable and amenable, is uh, so we're not just doing a long string of heavy topics one right after another, after another, after another mm-hmm. um, that we, we do basically next episode, take it to do more of a light, lighter hearted gaming or pop culture driven episode and then kind of bounce back and forth a little bit. I think that's also why Thor came through when he did. It was yeah. like, what we need to, we need to weave all this stuff together. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. As long as we, yeah. we will come back around to, to oh, yeah. the whole, the, the wise man, wise woman. Yeah. We will, we will cover uh magician, uh, the shadow yeah. aspects of magician. We will cover uh-huh. lover, the shadow aspects of lover, but I think we should do, uh, a, yeah, I don't think we should do them all in a row. Uh, no, that's fine. I'm good with that. Uh, one, because so you the- do most of the research for them and let's give you a break. Uh. <laughs> yeah but as i said to you earlier today i'm i'm so weird with these because it's like okay we're going to talk about this archetype and i'm like shit i need to do i need to do some serious research and then i'm reading it all going yeah i know this i know this i know yeah, this I know yeah this, I know yeah this. but i and have to do the reading in order to get my brain to go oh yeah that's right i remember now yeah and and two <laughs> i'm getting old uh while <laughs> I love these these episodes because it is kind of me learning a bunch of stuff and and this and that. Uh, I do feel like I'm I'm kind of just sitting here passively being part of it. So <laughs> mm-hmm. no, that's fair too. Uh, so yeah, I would like to. And I had that thought the other day. I was like, wow, maybe we shouldn't do all the heavy topics right in a row. Like from certain because that you know we'll lose the people who are here who are like the little more lighthearted topics and this and that which is you know. And I also would like to open up that anyone who has something that they would like us to talk about any any area any element any aspect of either gaming pop culture, um, movies psychology spirituality that all kind of weaves together come come and drop us a line. Leave it yeah. in our group. Send us an email. Send us some questions. We're, we're open for, for for threads to follow. Let's follow the breadcrumbs. That's about all I got. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah, I think we've covered enough with 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 where it's going. Um, I mean, we we see it so much in in the different aspects. In I mean, all through gaming, all through. Pop culture in general. Pop culture and movies and uh, movies in particular, there's usually a villain. There's usually some some aspect of this to overcome. Um, Even sometimes it comes up where it's it's that aspect within self. Yeah. But let's face it, a good story needs a good villain. Yep. And and we we often love to hate. You're right. My my earbuds just decided to spontaneously stop working, so I had to unplug and plug them back in again. 
Oh, great. Uh, that happened to me about three times earlier in the episode, so I apologize for any weird noises that you hear. Because now that I've heard it from this end, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, That's what I that learned... noise. I was wondering what that noise yeah. was. It's just like, what was that? Oh, well. Yeah. And I just carried I on. Learned so <clears throat> I learned something new about my phone. If you cover the camera, it shuts off the screen. And when I have Anchor going, if you have this, if if I shut off the screen because I'm the host, it turns off my headphones. <laughs> I can't even check. I mean, I have to have the anchor open on my phone. I can't even check any notifications I get because if I yeah. do that, it, it fritzes something. It either drops uh-huh. out my earbuds or it shuts down anchor. So it's yeah. just like, no, whoever it is, you you have to wait. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. people. So you have I- to wait. I will have to uh, probably record a little thing before this one being like, hey, there are some tech issues in this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, the wonders of, of working. Yeah, joys from, yeah opposite yeah. sides of the world, in almost the world. almost perfectly. Yeah. Almost perfectly opposite. So there's tech issues, slight delay, which is sometimes why we talk over the top of each other. There's yeah. like a two, one or two second delay sometimes, so it it, yeah. it can we end up talking at the same time, don't realize we're talking at the same time. Yeah, a couple of seconds. Uh, also, if you've heard any other weird noises at the end of this episode, my legs starting to cramp up, so I'm actually <laughs> pacing back and forth in my office. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, but um, I, I think I think we're good. Just I, I just want to leave it. own your power, people. Yeah, own your power. Stop giving it away to other people. Yeah, just, just own it. It, it's, yeah. it makes your life so much better if you can say, "Okay, yeah, I can, I can own this." Because if I own it, it means I can fix it. I was going to make an ice cream you, man joke there, but I was going to say, not saying that you need to go out and fix yourself. We are not broken no. cars that can easily be, you know, repaired. But if you are feeling that these issues are causing you problems in your life. Yep. The whole point like of this is to empower you and to let yep. you know that you have the ability within mm-hmm. you to fix yourself, to, to, to heal these wounds, these karmic wounds, these, these you know, ancestral wounds that we carry with us because they were, yep. whether you believe they were taught to us simply by our parents and grandparents or whether you believe that we inherited them genetically um, through our ancestral line, or whether you believe this is an energetic karmic thing that you have inherited from past lives, it it, it all comes down to the same. If you yeah. if you do the work, if you focus on you, you can heal this stuff. Hell, if I can do it, anyone can bloody do it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> if I can do it, anyone can do it. Let's be real. And it's it again. It's it's paramount. Those of us, those people that know us, know how much this work has changed us. Yeah. It's it's that simple. It it, it uh, makes a huge difference, regardless of which direction you come from. Right. Oh, thank God for that. I thought I had an arm still set. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap my children are coming home <laughs> killed the podcast what the hell oh no i mean the we actually have about 10 minutes more after the alarm goes by the time the youngest actually arrives but it would just been funny if my alarm started playing through everything yeah. 
It actually isn't set. I must have turned it off. I actually had some foresight. <laughs> be funnier if your kid just shows up partway through the podcast. Hey, Ma, what's going on? Oh, crap. Well, that would just be it. Mac, Mac's opening my, my door. Just like, hi. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. That'll be his. Hello. Yeah, it's not as good as Rex's hello. No, Rex's hello is much, much better. Yeah. Uh, you have to go and find a mage with a chicken. Yeah. Yep. I'm excited. <laughs> this is also more stuff we'll probably cut out. <laughs> yes. Yes, that will make no sense to anybody. Yeah. A, a mage with a chicken? What? Yes. <laughs> I reckon, though, eventually if we, we mention it enough, we might get people going, what the hell is Muppet D&D? Yeah, well, we've already kind of went into it a bit, but <laughs> so yeah, um, I will think up a good topic for the next episode. Um, Alrighty, and so, no, yeah. don't think, feel into, feel no, into. No, yeah. we, we do, we do not think. Thinking gets in the way. You feel into what serves. That's what fair. topic do we feel serves? Because yep. that's at the end of the day, that was the purpose. Was what serves? Yeah. And exactly, and that's, why, that's why that's uh, why switching topics for the next couple back and forth for the next couple of weeks. That's what I felt kind of needs to be done. So, well, the other thing we can do is, I mean, we can go deeper into different specific characters. Yeah, that embody these archetypes. Really, yeah. sort of delve into and, and open them up. That is one possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I will. I will, however, get some um, magician ready. Oh yeah, just in case. Well, we we might record two next week anyway, but I also okay. do want to give you a little bit of break so you're not constantly up against the wall doing research. Okay, appreciate so, that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, that that is one possibility that I'll open is like again pursuing the archetypes through. Yeah. Through where you know through through the different me- mediums through different stories and books and and things like that, and we can. You know, just ask around our people and friends, you know, who who are your favourites, either hero, warrior, you know, or, or sovereign, sovereign, shadow sovereign, whatever. Yeah. Archetype. That is just one thought. Something else completely different may serve. Might. Either way, look forward to it. Have a lovely day. Take care of you. So much love and gratitude to you for listening to Gaming with Soul. We are honoured you joined us for this exploration. If you would like to connect to us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Gaming with Soul Podcast, or on Twitter, Gaming with Soul 7. Or send us an email, gamingwithsoulpodcast at gmail.com. If you feel called to journey deeper with us, we warmly invite you to join our community group on Facebook, Gaming with Soul Community, or our Discord channel, Gaming with Soul. Introduction music was Dark by Blank. This name left intentionally blank imaginative facilities. Until next time, so much love to you.